0: It was just last week on the podcast that we discussed uh, federal tax liens and uh, the process by which they come about. Uh, We learned the consequences and uh, began to understand the impact to individuals when a lien is placed on their assets. Now, today we're going to maybe move the calendar back uh, in that sequence of events there and look at the scenarios which can lead to liens uh, or other actions by the IRS being taken. And then we'll provide some guidance to taxpayers who know that they're just not going to be able to pay their tax obligations this year and find out what that means for them. I'm Jim Mitchell, and I've got the pleasure of hosting the podcast each week, but what is of more importance is the name of my guest, who will share the pertinent information. This week I'm joined by Attorney Tim Hughes. Tim is a partner at LaBelle Law, uh, has uh, several decades of experience in tax law and bankruptcy and other related areas of the law, we always enjoy conversations. So, Tim, very nice to speak with you again today.
1: Oh, always enjoy the time out uh, talking with you, and thanks for having me.
0: Sure. So this, uh, you know, April fifteenth is is rapidly approaching, and many people are, I would say, many people are scrambling to get their taxes done. But the people who scramble might not have even started yet. Um, there are others who have started and simply know that they won't have money to pay their taxes this year. Do you do you find uh, in your line of work that that's a common scenario that people um, just are not going to be able to meet obligations?
1: A fair number of clients come in and will have said that, you know, well, three years ago I didn't have the money, so I didn't file, and I was just waiting to get the money to then file and catch up, and then they missed uh, the following year because they didn't file the year before that, and it just snowballs, and uh their approach is absolutely the wrong steps to take.
0: Well, let's let's talk about the right steps. And uh, in general, I assume awareness is the first step. But if, if someone knows that they're, you know, in a bad situation for a particular year to avoid getting two or three years behind, what, what should they be doing in that tax year?
1: Well, um, number one is, file the return, even if you can't pay the amount. Uh, There's lots of reasons for that, and number one is just minimizing penalties. Two is to start the uh, statute of limitations on collections for the IRS, as well as the Illinois Department of Revenue, but we'll mostly talk about the IRS this afternoon. And uh, those two reasons are compelling to file the return, even if you can't afford the uh, full uh, balance due, uh, get the return filed, and minimize penalties.
0: You know, it's funny. When when, uh, when we do these conversations on a weekly basis, there's there's many times where I need to sort of uh, try and get real clear definitions and distinctions. But this one seems obvious, but I guess a lot of people miss it. And, and just to be clear, there's a difference between filing your return and paying the amount due. Uh, there are two separate things, and, and certainly one always has to happen. Is that right?
1: Correct. And um, the penalty structure for the IRS is such that uh, uh, if you had a tax, if you were going to file your 2016 by April 18th of this year and you prepared the return and it showed balance owed to Uncle Sam a 10000 and you're like, oh, I don't have 10000 in the bank account. I'll wait. Mm-hmm. Wrong. You file the return. Uh, You could possibly file an extension to October 15th if you want, but the monies would be due April 15th or April 18th of this year, but the return could be extended no later than October 15th of this year. And the IRS penalties on that $10,000, there's a failure to file, which maxes out at 25% of the tax, so $2,500, but that accrues at 4.5% 4.5% per month, so oh, wow. you know, just over five months, and you've added 25% to the tax bill. The failure to pay accrues or maxes out at 25%, but it accrues at a half a percent per month. So um, that 10000 liability, if you fail to file and pay, can uh, morph into 15000 very quickly, but by just filing the return, you have that penalty. And then the interest right now is still uh, modestly low.
0: You know, you mentioned um, someone saying, "Oh, well, look, I owe 10. I looked at the bank account. It's not there. What about someone who looks at the bank account and says, it's not there, but I know I've got a, a check coming from whatever resource in a couple of months. Uh, I'll just wait, and I'll I'll take care of it then.
1: Well, Uh, Still file the return. The IRS Uh will be swamped with uh, millions of returns coming in, and they will not be knocking on your door on April 19th if you file a return with a balance due. Uh, In that case, that scenario, the person would be able to probably fire in the monies two months down the road without uh, even a, a very severe collection letter coming out to them. And you you
0: have you mentioned there um, IRS being swamped and I know we've talked in the past over the last couple of years there's been kind of a, a cutback at the IRS and on the enforcement side um, does that help or hinder in this case I mean do, do do they really know if the average taxpayer is a little bit late or is there something that you know no matter how long it takes them they're still going to find you
1: well they should eventually find you but with the short staff they you know there are the Occasional uh, taxpayer that falls between the cracks, but you can't rely on the government's uh, falling a switch at the wheel to plan, do your uh, tax planning. So, Mm -hmm. again, file and, you know, address it uh, as appropriately. And if there's certain timing issues or something, seek uh, professional help.
0: Yeah, okay. And and I want to... Actually, take this a couple different ways now, and we we gave one or two examples already. So let's let's take the next one. Uh, someone listens to your advice. Uh, they wisely file their return on time. They have a bill of ten thousand dollars that they can't pay, but they've got two thousand they can pay. Should they pay that two thousand with the filing and catch up, or do they just wait and pay it all at once?
1: I would recommend if that two thousand is not gonna prevent them from making their mortgage payment or rent or uh having serious uh impact with some other creditor that could adversely uh uh impact their life or well being to put down as much as possible because it's easier to catch up on eight than on ten. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, you're, we're hearing advice today from Attorney Tim Hughes, um, one of the partners at uh, the great law firm of Lavelle Law. Um, tax is a great area for Tim. He, he's worked on this for, for many years. He's a frequent speaker and presenter on the topic, um, and he publishes uh, Tim's Tax News on the 10th each month. It's a newsletter covering the latest updates in tax law. You can get past editions of that at LavelleLaw.com. And if you call the office at 847-705-7555, uh, you can get added to the distribution list for that as well. Um, let's, let's take it to the next scenario here as we continue this conversation, Tim. Uh, someone has a, a significant tax bill, and they just know they're never going to be able to pay it. I mean, unless something big changes in their life, they just aren't going to come up with that money in a year or five years. Um, even if they file their return, what recourse do they have? How do they go to the IRS and say... I'm sorry I just can't do this
1: okay if they're in that kind of situation then we'd like to meet with them to discuss options such as an offer and compromise or bankruptcy down the road uh, to address that issue and uh, yes uh, 1040 taxes can be dischargeable but the individual has to file and meet some other tests or an offer and compromise but again the tax return has to be filed and assessed by the government so then can go forward and say dear IRS if you chase Mr. and Mrs. taxpayer for the uh, collection statute you will get X dollars and they're willing to offer you know X plus one dollar right now. And
0: I want to go back to you mentioned at the beginning We're focusing on the IRS, but the Illinois Department of Revenue, you you need to file your Illinois form each year as well on on the deadline. Um, If you have enough money to cover one debt but not both, um, in terms of staying current with amounts due, is is one a higher priority than the other from your perspective?
1: From uh, practice, paying off the state would be the wiser course of action just because usually dollar-wise, Uh, It's smaller than the federal balance, and that way it can, uh, it's more practical to have an attorney come in to represent you in front of the IRS, and you don't want to prorate the uh, funds to still have two fronts to battle the IRS and Illinois Department of Revenue. And also, uh, for those individuals that have license or businesses, uh, the state of Illinois may... Uh, hold reissuance of a license or impact somebody's business if uh, there's a balance due. So for those reasons and a couple others, would rather see somebody pay the state than the IRS. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and we talked about uh, the penalties uh, and how those will accrue. Um what other tactics I mentioned at the beginning? We talked with one of your colleagues last week about liens. As, as tax debt starts to pile up, what are you risking as an individual taxpayer?
1: Well, the federal tax lien is the kind of uh, more benign collection tool of the IRS. It damages a individual's credit report by uh, that federal tax lien that gets picked up by the credit bureaus but it's not as invasive as a bank levy or a wage garnishment where the IRS is actually going in and taking monies out of your bank account or from your paycheck or Social Security. So the um, uh, the collection tools that the, that the IRS has, as well as the Illinois Department of Revenue, are far more dramatic and severe than the typical judgment creditor from resulting from a uh, lawsuit. And and
0: lawsuit is a key word there, and you mentioned earlier talking to a a tax attorney. You know, many people use tax preparers, hopefully uh, accountants or CPAs, to assist, whether it's a a national chain or a a local office. Um, But if someone knows that they're going to have tax debt or they have received notice that they have taxes due, should they be working through their accountant and the person who filed for them, or is that when it's time to turn to an attorney?
1: It depends upon the size of the liability. If it's that gentleman that just needs two or three months, probably don't even need the uh, accountant to help with anything. If it's a matter of four, five, six, seven months, uh, the accountant can probably I'll uh, get the job done. If it's going to be spanning more than one tax year, the repayment or resolution of the matter, then should get somebody who's familiar with working with the IRS and Illinois Department of Revenue.
0: And uh, when you when you are working with um, an accountant, you mentioned earlier uh, potentially filing an extension. And I just want to clarify is uh, filing an extension Uh, the equivalent of filing your taxes as long as you then follow up uh, before the October deadline, is that sufficient?
1: For the requirement of filing the return, yes. If you timely file the extension, so if you get the extension filed this year before April 18th, but most years April 15th, that will give you an automatic six months to file the return. After October 15th, The return is late, but then the late penalties don't start till October 15th. The monies due on that return are due April 15th of each year. The extension for filing does not extend the time to pay, even though that may seem inconsistent that you don't know how much you owe until the return is done, and that may not be done until October. Um, The funds are due April 15th. Well, uh, very informative, and I hope for some helpful conversation
0: today. My thanks to Lavelle Law Attorney Tim Hughes for being here. It's always a pleasure to learn more from Tim when he has the time to join us. So thanks very much for being part of the podcast. And uh, for those of you who don't have time to listen, don't worry. You can download uh, any of our conversations and listen on your own schedule. Search Chicago's Legal Latte um, on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. And, again, all, everything is archived at labellelaw.com as well, and you can listen there. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at